Well, welcome to the Story of Hope podcast, where we are sharing the story of how Bible translation brings hope to the people groups of the world. My name is Esther, and I am from the band Eversmith. I am a uh, musical ambassador with Wycliffe Bible Translators New Zealand, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Alex Winslade. Um, I work at uh, Wycliffe New Zealand um, here in the offices, um, and today we are joined by Ben Vandervoorn, who is also, uh, well, he's a Wycliffe New Zealand member. Um, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and maybe how long you've been with Wycliffe, Ben? Yep, yep. Um, hey, uh, my name is Benjamin. Um, I'm a, what's called an MBA, so member before assignment. And um, so I've been, I suppose, technically a member of Wycliffe for, I suppose, a couple of years now, but um, I've just been in New Zealand, um, yeah, working and studying and uh, trying to sort of figure out how to, um, yeah, big get overseas basically, and um, but it's of course it's been a bit Omicron and uh, coronavirus has put a few things in the way, but it's all coming along. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Coronavirus has stalled so many people's plans around the world. Yeah. Pretty wild. So, well, um, every week that we do this, we we pray for five nations. And uh, this this time we're going to be praying for the nations of Madagascar, Malawi, Malaysia, um, the Maldives, and Mali. And so we would love to have you pray for these nations this week, please, Ben. Yeah, that's no problem. I can see you're going alphabetical here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dear Lord, uh, we just pray for these five nations. Um, and... I uh, first just want to pray for these, uh, the governments of these nations, and uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, move them to, to allow freedom of information for the gospel and for your word, um, and that people would be able to hear without having, uh, uh, without being coerced or you know, having having obstacles put in their way. Lord, I pray that uh, yeah, your word would be able to go freely into these countries, Amen. and um, I particularly pray for the youth in these countries, Lord, that. Um, you know, they've, uh, they will have access to a whole lot of um, new information, Lord, which their parents and their grandparents wouldn't have had, Lord. And I just pray that you'd give them an openness to hear your gospel, an openness to see um, your way, Lord. Um, and, um, yeah, that they, they wouldn't, and, and to see uh, how your way could be um, uh, yet better and more beautiful and uh, than what they've inherited um, mm-hmm. from their ancestors, Lord. And uh, I pray also especially for the, Christians in these countries, that you would empower them, Lord, um, that you would uh, give them um, the words and the boldness to uh, go out and to reach um, their neighbours and uh, just give them a vision um, for your gospel and um, what it could mean for um, their their community and for their country and um, a real uh, desire to uh, see people know about you. And um, yes, just with that, Lord, um, I pray for the efforts of Bible translators, whether they're a part of Wycliffe or SAL or any other group, Lord, um, that they would bring, that you would open doors to uh, uh, bring bring them into people groups uh, who still don't have your word uh, in their mother tongue, Lord, and just your word coming into those communities uh, would uh, begin to transform hearts and minds as they hear your word. And um, yeah, which if for people, even people groups who are already Christian, Lord, I pray that you would transform them and bring them into a closer relationship with you. And for people who haven't heard about you, that they would uh, hear your word and see that you are true. 
and yeah, for all these nations, just pray that your kingdom would come, your will be done. Um, and um, just uh, and those that, that, that they would that they would be able to have the same um, grace which you had given to us and the Christians who came before us, Lord. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for that, Ben. Um, we would like to start with some icebreaker questions um, for all the guests that come on the podcast. So yeah. uh, seeing as you um, studied linguistics, I thought I'd start with um, one about languages. So uh, if you could add a word to the English dictionary, what would you add and what would it mean? Um, well, I did have to think about this a bit. But, um, in, in English, uh, we don't really have a word um, to distinguish the, you know, knowing by experience and knowing by head knowledge and every single other language I've learned, they have words to distinguish it, like in German or in um, Greek or whatever, they all have words to distinguish the head knowledge and the experience knowledge. I feel like it's just such a fundamental distinction, which we don't have. And so I really think we should have that, you know, maybe we could uh, call it, um, like in German, it's this, listen. And so you could say, you could say this, I this, this, it means, you know, I understand this from a, an experience my own experience and then you could just say if i know this it means oh i know this i really understand this in my head but not necessarily my heart and i feel like if we if in, in english if we want to try and express this kind of thing we just have to like use all these like really uh, wordy expressions and stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. that's really cool <laughs> yeah. Mm. i think i was thinking about it myself and i was like i would just say like a word for like the day after tomorrow so it's not as long <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah Lots of other languages have that too. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and then something we all have in common is that we've all lived in Wellington at some point in our lives. So what is your favourite place in Wellington? Um, this was also pretty hard to choose because there's lots of great places in Wellington. Um, but I have to say the waterfront on a, on a, when it's a calm night, just, you know, um, it's really, really calm. There's lots of sort of like, you know, nooks and places where you can just kind of um, hide out or whatever and just, um, yeah, it's really calm. You can, you, know, you can watch the watch the ocean and it's really nice with like the lights coming down from um from 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 the waterfront and from just from like the hills surrounding as well yeah it's yeah really nice. yeah it's so pretty like down there, there. Mm. Mm. that's really cool Oh my gosh, I miss Wellington so much. <laughs> yeah, oh, so good. I, um, yeah, it's so it's so different being in a landlocked country after having grown up my whole life right next to the ocean. So mm-hmm. I I'm like, yes, I want to go back, and I, I miss the waterfront. All right, well, we've got some questions for you. Our main questions. Uh, the first one is, how did you first become interested in or feel called to Bible translation? um well it's interesting because i never really uh saw myself as like a mission the missionary type of person so i I, it's not like i sort of had this plan for a long time but um when i went to university originally i was planning to do something like i was sort of had i had done classics in high school and i really liked it and so i thought i'll go to university and do classics um and then as part of that i also did um i also did uh ancient greek and then i also um, took a linguistics course as well. Um, and so then, but then what happened that year was that I sort of found that, you know, just, it wasn't quite enough for me to be interested in something for me to really, um, to really sort of get down and, um, study it, um, you know, mm-hmm. really study it really hard. And then, um, so I kind of found that I was like lacking a lot of purpose and motivation, um, studying classics. I didn't really see like the big picture, um, point 
of it. Um, and then also at the same time, I was in part of a, a, a student Christian group on uh, at Victoria University where I was studying called Student Life. And I had a really uh, strong vision for, um, they really strong vision for mission and uh, for evangelism. And I really began to pick up on that vision. Um, so, yeah, at the end at the end of my first year, um, I I, I, re- I had to make a decision. And then I'd heard about Bible translation and looked up Bible translators from somewhere. I'm not really sure where I heard of them, heard about them from, but I thought, well, I'd really I'd really love the linguistics. I love the Greek, um, and so I thought, well, why don't I do Bible translation? It's really the place where um, you know I can have my you know what I'm good at and what I um, you know and it's, it's sort of the area where um, God's kingdom and my own gifts really line up. So I thought this is actually would be a really amazing idea, something for me to do. That's so cool. Yeah, it's kind of similar to me. Like I didn't know I was going to major in linguistics till I because you said it was your first year of university that you had yes. to do. Yeah, it was the same yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So I guess now that you you know decided to pursue it, what would you say? Um, makes Bible translation like a worthwhile cause for you to pursue? And like a second question within that is, have, has it ever been hard for you like um, seeing peers pursue more like stereotypically successful careers? Um, well, this is a question, this is something question which I've had to think about a bit because I felt like I really had to, uh, you know, almost interrogate myself about it a bit because like, as I said before, I really do like linguistics and, uh, you know, working with words and language and stuff like that. And so I really had to sort of question myself, well, am I doing, you know, why am I doing this? Am I doing it just because I think it'll be work that I like to do? Or do I actually really want to do it because there's, you know, is, is because there's a real, um, you know, good reason to do it. Um, and, you know, especially because, you know, when you're, when you're doing Bible translation, you know, you have to go around and fundraise money and ask people to support you. And so it really has to be something worthwhile, right? Um, it can't just be, you know, you want to go off on an adventure. Um, I mean, of course, it's, there's always that aspect of it, but um, yeah. And yeah, uh, I, but I sort of had to think about it. And um, yeah, what I, I guess the conclusion that I came to at the end was that the reason why um, is, well, I mean, like if you imagine you know, you can have a missionary come to a place and someone can hear, some people can hear the gospel and become Christians and believe in Jesus without actually, um, without the scripture being translated into their language necessarily. But it's without the scripture, it's really, really, really hard for people to um, actually grow in their faith and to um, have grown to like the, the holiness and like the, and the Christian maturity, which God um, intends us to go into. And, you know, he doesn't just, um save us for the sake of saving us but he saves sakes you know he saves us because he wants to change us and because he wants us to become um more like he wants us to become the people that he actually originally intended us to be yeah and um yeah and that's that's where the scriptures are so important and they also really anchor um whichever community has them it connects them with every with all, every other christian around the world because we all read the same book and we all um that's that's something which we all share it means that it really brings them into the whole worldwide um church we're all speaking the same language um so to speak yeah and um yeah and 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 i think that um and i think and i think that when you when 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 i sort of thought about that way i could really see um 
yeah, it actually, it actually did um, give me, again, it was, it was, you know, I didn't really want to do it if it was just me going, wanting to do linguistics or do translation. And um, that did give me the, the, the bigger purpose for me to follow. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool thinking about it, like how it, it unites like the global church because the Bible talks about, you know, being united just as, um, you know, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And I also really like how, you know, Bible translation, you tend to see, often tend to stay in one place for a long time. I like that as well. I think that's very yeah. valuable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. Um I, I went to a, a Catholic high school um, and I'm, I'm not of the Catholic faith, but one of the things that I learned whilst doing Catholic things and having to go to mass and all of that sort of thing is actually all around the world, everyone in the Catholic church is hearing the same mass every Sunday. Mm. And um, well, well, you know, well, we could go into all sorts of different things about the different branches of faith that we may agree yeah. or disagree with. I, I loved that. I thought that was so cool that um, while it might be being presented in a slightly different way, they were all hearing at the same time the same thing um, from Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So, yeah. I, I, I liked that point that you made too about how – the Bible is the thing we have in common <laughs> or one of the things we have in common. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I didn't know that about mass. That is, that is quite cool. Yeah. 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 Really random fact that you learn from <laughs> Catholic high school. Um, so the next <laughs> question that we have for you is uh, what are you doing now and what would you like to see yourself doing in five years? Well, uh, right now, I guess the main thing I'm doing is I'm working as a postie, a postman, um, or at least, well, I was until I fell off my bike. But right now, <laughs> yeah, I still go, I still go into work, but I'm, I'm just doing whichever, like, I don't know, admin type stuff um, they want me to do. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not very exciting, not really what I signed up for, but it's almost over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, I, after, after I finished, university um i did a year of bible college at um east west um i'm not sure if you guys know that it's um yeah bible it's a, it's a bible college with a really big missional focus in the waikato um and um and then after that um you know i was originally planning to go um overseas but then of course it didn't really work out so i had to think about what am i going to do um and so i I've, i was really forced to stay stay at home i think that was very valuable for me because it was a time to kind of a forced time to slow down um and i've been sort of it's sort of an all go for quite a few years with university and then with east west and of course school before that so um yeah it was it was i really needed that i'm actually very grateful now for this time of staying at home and just um consolidating and growing spiritually so that's really the space which i'm in now um yeah i'm interested actually whether <laughs> Well, you guys have also found that just um, you know, for slowdown from COVID, has has been sort of a, a yeah yeah yeah. Like I don't think I had plans to go overseas for what I was going to do next, but even just with having lockdowns and things, like it does force you to yeah slow down in life a bit. But I think I've been really grateful for it as well because um, life gets very busy, and you sort of realize that it gets like unnecessarily busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I, I, 
I felt that um, obviously I'm in the US and so we're, we're in different stages uh, to yeah. each other, uh, different countries, but whenever we first locked down um, in Nashville the week before lockdown, we'd actually had a severe tornado and um, the whole city had already shut down and um, and <laughs> what was wild is actually before um, before 2020 in 2019 I flew back to New Zealand for my best friend's wedding and uh, while I was there I did a show in Auckland with with Wycliffe at a school and a kid at the show turned out to have the measles and so I flew back to the US the next day and heard from the CDC being like hey you were in contact with some of the measles can you stay home for 14 days in August 2019 and so that had kind of been an interesting thing like we knew we we knew we weren't carrying it or anything like that um being vaccinated and everything but it was just funny to hear that and then several months later the world shut down and definitely for me the the rest element of it I think we had um, such a great opportunity I think a lot of families got really valuable time with each other that they hadn't been having because their worlds were so full Mm. of busyness and I think it was really beautiful and I think there was also a lot of opportunity within all of our programs for us to kind of realize oh what is actually serving people and what is not serving people and um, so yeah I, I think there was such an opportunity and still is such an opportunity for us to really look at all the things we do and I think workplaces have even been like that so there's so many workplaces who have realized oh we don't actually have to have everyone in the mm. office all the time we don't actually have to have people doing a, a nine to five we can you know shorten the day and if they're going to be productive in a shorter amount of space of time and make work-life balance better I don't know so I think it's been a great opportunity but also very weird yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um and the last, um, Wickler puts out these like sort of magazine things called Living Words. And I wrote an article because um, it was on like innovation and Bible translation. And I sort of wrote on how the COVID-19 crisis has actually contributed to innovation because in one way, like it gives people the time and space to like think about new ways to do things, but it also forces some new ways to be made, like in the sense that people had to do a lot more work remotely and things like that. But it's sort of like, is an opportunity to like innovate things and actually do things a lot better, like coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, and did you share where you want to see yourself in five years? Oh no, I haven't done that yet. Okay, um, great. I, I'll get onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm, I'm. So my next, the next step for my plan is to go to um, Pyup University in Chiang Mai. Thailand and so to do the Masters of Linguistics there um, and that is three years that's quite a long time really um, and um, all going well I'll head off over there in August and um, I am pretty confident that I'll be able to get over there because the way things are looking but of course you know fingers crossed <laughs> yeah. um, and so I guess in five years I'd hope I suppose I'd hope to finish studying at Payette and um, be on the field somewhere uh, but I don't actually, I don't actually know yet uh, where yet. I have a country in mind, and I'm learning the language. But um, mm. I am kind of aware that I might sort of, you know, God might send me somewhere else. So I'm not sort of fixing mm. myself to that country. Um, and um, yeah, but I guess that's a pretty standard answer, which you might have expected <laughs> to be in yeah. the field in five years. Think, but uh, 
I'm interested to know, like, because when you decided that, oh, I'm going to go into Bible translation, did you sort of know all these steps? Like, I'll finish my undergrad and then I'll do a year of Bible school and then I'll go for master's. Or how did you sort of like each step as it unfolded? How did you kind of discover it? Um, well, I really like to plan and to think ahead. So I, I kind of really wanted to have that, um, you know, that all those all these steps laid out. And so I guess I really, when I was, when I got in contact with the club, I was always trying to really, you know, interrogate them and just say like, okay, what, what, you know, what are the steps I need to do? What's actually my, my plan here? And, and, you know, they were sort of, I guess they sort of know that you kind of have to be flexible. So they wouldn't, they, they were actually a little bit vague sometimes about what I actually had to do. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, of course, I knew that, of course, getting my, the, the degree was probably the first step and I was already at university. So I was going to continue with that. And then, um, I was talking with uh, I was talking with Darlene and um, she was telling me that uh, you know if, if they they really like people who are close to have done um, at least some study at Bible school uh, Bible college and so and then it, what I, I what I really liked about East West as well was that you know they have the Christian community which is really strong everyone living on campus and so I thought would be I really wanted to grow spiritually as well so that I thought well that's a good opportunity um, and. Again, yeah, again, my plan was, you know, all lined up was to go after uh, going to uh, East West, was just get straight off to Pyatt because that's the natural next step, I thought. But because um, I, I I felt that I did want to do the full master's degree to just to really get that really high standard um, of of translation. I, I, felt, I just felt like I really wanted to do, be able to do the best job that I could. And um, But of course, of, of course, you know, things stuff happens and, uh, you know, perhaps more stuff happens than what usually happens. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, and, 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 uh, so it's, it's, and so I've, I've been at home for a year and a half, but again, yeah, I feel like things are still working out. That's awesome. Um, yeah. 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 That's cool. I did wonder, um, you mentioned that in the time that you've been home, there's been a lot of growth going on spiritually. Yeah. Um, would you be willing to share, I know this is a bit off the cuff, but would you be willing to share what God's been saying to you or what you, what you, what's a highlight of what he's been doing in your life? Um, sure. Um, there's a couple of things. I think the first, I think the first thing that came to mind, well, it was just kind of what we were talking about before, right? It was like, slow down. You yeah. got to just slow down. Yeah. And, um, it was funny actually, you know, on the, on the day that I fractured my wrist, Actually, in the morning, when I was praying in the morning, I sort of sort of was starting around. Oh, maybe you know, God does want me to show, slow down, and so I pray, you know, oh God, please help me to slow down. And then <laughs> that same day, I fell off my <laughs> fell off the bike and fractured my wrist and had to stop everything for for a little while and just um, yeah. So I, that was a bit of an answer to prayer <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I, I I really like I said, I'm a planner and I like to organize things. I like to get my days really worked out and try to be productive and um but i feel like i that in doing that i do tend to lose sometimes lose sight of people and lose sight of the big picture and lose sight of and also get really stressed and get burnt out sometimes and um overcome myself and i think that um god has really been teaching me again just 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 to slow down and um yeah not try to uh take everything on myself necessarily um and I guess the other thing as well would be um, uh, kind of consistency. 
in some sense like i've one you know there's ever since i was maybe like a teenager you know it's always been the like, big struggle for me to like you know get my always have the quiet times in the morning just to really be consistent with that and just but then from but then from um when i started at east west all the way up to now it just it's just been actually being it i have been able to get the consistency which is really awesome and um i found it really just a blessing as well and just um i've and and like it is hard to focus your attention on god regularly like that i find it still find it hard but it is i guess just doing it more um i've really begun to appreciate god more and just appreciate um his work more and really get into a rhythm of life a bit of a rhythm of life in that way so yeah that's been a really big thing too that's really cool thanks for sharing that yeah. i think it's interesting that those two things like you're learning at the same time because i almost found that in slowing down i lost some of my consistency with things because mm-hmm. there's not that schedule of like this and then that and then that it was more just like ah oh, you know i can do things whenever and then lost yeah. a lot of my routine but yeah it's really cool but like learning the both at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah no, I, know, I know what you mean i do find that if i do miss a day it does tend to be when i actually you know don't need to get up early for work or whatever and i'm just like oh yeah i've got heaps of time and then you just mm-hmm. kind of yeah <laughs> yeah i feel it's so great though that you're establishing this now um it makes me think of there's a story um in exodus where moses goes into the tent to be in the presence of god Mm. And all the it's so beautiful because as he walks in, all the people come and stand outside their tent. And as he goes into the tent, they all worship. Um, but the thing that has always caught my heart is that Moses would leave the tent and then Joshua would stay and linger in the presence of God. Mm. And um, he's the one who got to bring the people into the promised land. And mm. um, there's such speaking of you know presence and rest and all of that sort of thing um we understand from hebrews 3 and 4 that true rest is is the obedience of faith right but Mm. um and, and you you see it laid out in hebrews like hey these guys didn't get to enter rest because they didn't obey but i think there's also that element of loving the presence of god and developing that hunger and thirst for righteousness and and his, and his presence and and everything we do that empowers us to obey you know um so i love i love that that's what's going on in your life right now <laughs> it's so good so so good mm. awesome yeah um just one more thing in that question of you know where you'd like to be in front of you um do you have like a specific area of like translation work that you want to like work in like i don't know do you or are you just kind of gonna get started on a project from scratch um what do you mean by that like what which kind of area? Um, like do you like typesetting or like um language development before the translation starts or you want to do like actual translation I think actual translation, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you don't want to say actual because it kind of like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think, I think, um, and I, I guess anything which really involves like, um, I guess like meaning, right? Like, you know, you know, ex- kind of getting at the meaning of, um, meaning of the, getting the meaning of the scriptures and then really representing that really well in um the second language i just really like i do really like dealing with words and understanding meaning and that kind of thing so yeah anything to do with that especially anything that involved working with um greek um or hebrew i haven't 
learned Hebrew yet, but hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, is there anything that you've learned um, since inquiring with and joining Wycliffe? Um, so either about biotranslation or about yourself or about the way Wycliffe works? Um, um, well, I was, actually, I did the answer, which I wrote down for that was kind of just what we talked about uh, <laughs> going slowly. Um, but I guess I can add that. Well, another reason why I've kind of realized that it's, you know, good. I mean, things do, I, I kind of, I realized, I kind of, kind of realized that things do progress pretty slowly with Wycliffe and with mission and with Bible translation in general. Like it's, you know, there's no, there's no, like, you don't, you don't really have these five-year plans or, um, you know, strict sort of, we're going to do this and this and this and this and this, and it's going to sort of all pan out like that. You just kind of have to wait. There's a lot of waiting. Um, but I kind of realized that is a good thing. And one of the reasons, which I haven't mentioned, uh, I think that's really good is I guess I've kind of uh, come to be more aware of the uh, potential for spiritual damage that can be done if actually we do things wrong because um, it's, you know, of course we hear lots of, we hear these amazing stories of people doing amazing things, which is fantastic. But of course those stories don't come out of a vacuum. There's a lot of background work that's gone into that God's working in people's lives and I was listening to um the podcast which I think apparently everyone has been listening to recently called the rise and fall of Mars Hill mm-hmm. um yeah and it was just uh of course it was about this church and this pastor Mark Driscoll who really you know he had a lot of talent uh but then he also had a lot of pride as well and he just kind of you know rushed things forward and eventually the whole um and you know he was willing to you know he, he, he kind of had this means means to an end kind of attitude to ministry like if you know um and then eventually everything just kind of ended up collapsing and i i just and then a lot of people got hurt as well and so it's like you know if we if we're going out and doing ministry or bible translation or whatever i mean essentially we, we're literally telling people this is what god says and that's a massive responsibility and um we do need to get it right because if we if we don't actually do the work we don't trust trust god then uh, we're going to be telling people stuff which is wrong and they're going to be uh they're, they're going to think that god is telling them to do the stuff which is not necessarily going to be um helpful for them and which could end, end really badly and so it just it requires a lot of character and maturity and uh and 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 and, and trust in god uh, rather and, and just willingness to wait and that just takes time to develop and you can't rush it i guess so i guess i think that that's really something which I've learned about waiting and yeah just waiting mm. for God that's really cool yeah mm. that's great um well how can people support you um well currently um I mean currently I'm doing partnership development so I'm looking for mission partners and so I, I if if people are interested in um Bible translation is uh, or or um or supporting me uh then i guess there's a few things they could do uh they could i've got a newsletter uh, which i'm currently sending out and um so they could email email me at my wickliffe address uh which is you know benjamin underscore vanderborn at wickliffenz.org um and or they could support me financially or because wickliffe is, is of course a faith-based organization we don't receive a salary or they could of course pray because you know we and i think prayer is especially precious this day and age you know we're very distracted we don't have a lot of time and so i think when someone takes 
uh, actually takes the time to put focused attention towards uh, thinking about you and interceding for you, um, then that's uh, something which is a really great gift. Um, and of course, if you know anyone who might be interested uh, in supporting me, then just um, yeah, let them let them know about me and refer them along. Cool. Yeah, it's been really cool to have you um, on the podcast, Ben, um, just to have the perspective, I guess, of someone who's just starting out um, in the Bible translation journey, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us. Um, for everyone else listening, you can always support us by liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing to us. Um, we release podcasts every month, so we'll have another one coming up next month. Thanks for listening and watching, guys. Bye.